0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of If Songs Could Preach, a podcast by Sound and Worship. Music is an awesome creation, made possible by an awesome creator. In each episode, we seek to transform God-glorifying songs into short sermons and expound on the messages they are conveying. We view songs as if they are preachers and cover their lyrics and instrumentation. If songs could preach, this is how they would do it. Today's song is the hymn, written by Helen Limmel, And today we have something a little bit special for you guys. We've actually created our own version of Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. So today we're gonna be using that version as the song that is a preacher. We plan on doing this from time to time with hymns and, and other songs, but we felt like this was a good one to start this process out on. Now let's get to some history. The hymn is formerly known as the Heavenly Vision. It was inspired by a track entitled Focused, written by the missionary Isabella Lilius Trotter. We'll talk about Lilius Trotter in a bit. But for Helen, she was born in 1863 in England, and she died in 1961 in Seattle, Washington. She was the daughter of a Methodist minister. She immigrated from England with her family to America when she was 12 years old. They first settled in Mississippi, then relocated to Wisconsin. She moved to Seattle in 1904, and for three years was music critic for the Seattle Post-Intelligencer. A gifted singer, she studied music in Germany for four years. Upon her return to America, she began giving concerts and traveling. Eventually, she became a vocal music teacher at the Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, Illinois. After she retired, she moved to Seattle, Washington, where she was a member of the Ballard Baptist Church. Among her works are a hymnal used by evangelist Billy Sunday for over a decade. Limmel and a woman's choral group she directed were part of Sunday's group at the peak of his career. Now to Isabella Lilius Trotter. She was born in 1853 and she passed away in 1928. She was an artist and a missionary to Algeria. She cannot give herself to painting and continues still to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. She was really serious about that and that is awesome. She did a considerable amount of teaching. And that was unusual for a respectable young woman of that period. Another crazy thing about her is that she fearlessly canvassed the streets alone at night near Victoria Station for prostitutes who might be persuaded to train for an employable skill or to simply spend a night in a hotel. That was really nice of her. In 1884, suffering from physical and emotional exhaustion, she underwent surgery. Though slight in nature, it left her very ill. Apparently, her heart was permanently damaged in that process. During the next few years, Charter felt an impulse toward missionary work in non-Christian lands, even telling one of her friends that whenever she prayed, the words North Africa sounded in her soul as though a voice were calling her. In May 1887, when a missionary to North Africa asked at a religious meeting if God was calling anyone to North Africa, Charter rose and said, He is calling me. On July 14th, on her 34th birthday, she applied as a candidate to the North African Mission but they rejected her because of her health. Uh, However, though, she was self-sufficient, so they let her tag along as a non-official member. So when she got to Algeria, she was alongside two other financially independent women and Trotter recalled, she said, three of us stood there looking at our battlefield. None of us fit to pass a doctor for any society, not knowing a soul in the place or a sentence of Arabic or a clue for beginning work on untouched ground. We only knew we had to come. Truly, if God needed weakness, he had it. Another amazing thing is the three women then studied and learned Arabic. And after they learned Arabic, they eventually were able to gain access to the heavily secluded women by befriending their children first. The outreach to women she believed was a great line of cleavage in the rock face of Islam. Converts were banished, beaten, even poisoned with mind drugs that were to be administered in food or drink and would produce a paralysis of mind and will. Many converts died and Trotter came to rejoice in their loss. She said, we were glad to let them go. One draws a breath of relief when they get safe home. And she was referring to heaven. I obtained all this information from their Wikipedia pages. uh, And both of those pages had a good amount of sources. Hearing about those two awesome women, I just think about how God uses these women in such powerful ways. Also, this shows his sovereignty. They were both raised in Christian homes and both were active in following the Lord. God used that track written by Trotter to minister to at least Limmel. Then Limmel took the meaning of the track and wrote this outstanding song that is still being used today. So let's get over to it. I am the song, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, performed by sound and worship. and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Hebrews 12, 1 through 2. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18. To the soul who is weary in this world, here, my first verse.
1: Oh, so are you weary and troubled?
0: soul who has searched and searched for the light of purpose in this world. May I introduce you to the Lord Jesus Christ. To the Christian who is stressed and has forgotten this glorious light due to his flesh. May I remind you of the light of Christ. I urge you to... who has searched but hasn't come across our Lord. Isn't this world full of vanity? Yes, of course you find parts of this life and this world pleasing for a moment, but it fades. You keep trying new things, but they don't last. Oh, if you think you've seen glimpses of light, may I urge you to see this Savior. While you've searched the creation, may I point you to the Creator. For if you turn your eyes to Him, The things that you've been trying and seeking will strangely become dim to you in the light of Christ. If you could see the light in fleeing sin and turning to Jesus. Because of Christ's death and resurrection, those who repent and turn to him will follow him to the place he has prepared for us. If you want sin conquered in your life, turn your eyes. The follower of Christ, remember that the truth of God's word never fails. You hold the only message that can save a dying world, but they need someone to tell them. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? How will they believe in whom they have not heard? And how will they hear without a preacher? Romans
1: 10:14. Go and tell someone. Tell many.
0: And covered in darkness. But it will not last, for the Father of Lights himself is coming to take his bride to be with him. He promised. Oh, how dim the things of this world become when compared to the light of God's glory and great grace. Turn your eyes to Him. Where else should you look? You'll find nothing else that will satisfy you, and His offer of grace is more beautiful than anything you'll find on this earth. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Wow, that's such a beautifully written song, and I, I really enjoy it. I thought we would do something a little bit different on this episode. So as I referenced in the first half, where we were talking about this song, I told you that this song was inspired on the track called Focused by Isabella Lilius Trotter. So I thought we would read that track because I found it. I can just picture Limmel picking this track up and reading it and then writing and turn your eyes upon Jesus. Is that not the coolest thing in the world? So, let's read this. This is called Focused by Lilius Trotter. It was in a little wood in early morning. The sun was climbing behind a steep cliff in the east, and its light was flooding nearer and nearer and then making pools among the trees. Suddenly, from a dark corner of purple-brown stems and tawny moss there shone out a great golden star. It was just a dandelion, and half withered, but it was full face to the sun and had caught into its heart all the glory it could hold, and was shining so radiantly that the dew that lay on it still made a perfect aureole round its head. And it seemed to talk, standing there, to talk about the possibility of making the very best of these lives of ours. For if the sun of righteousness has risen upon our hearts, there is an ocean of grace and love and power lying all around us, an ocean to which all earthly light is but a drop, and it is ready to transfigure us, as the sunshine transfigured the dandelion, and on the same condition that we stand full face to God. Gathered up, focused lives intent on one aim, Christ. These are the lives of which God can concentrate blessedness, it is all for all by a law as unvarying as any law that governs the material universe. We see the principle shadowed in the trend of science, the telephone and the wireless in the realm of sound, the use of radium and the ultraviolet rays in the realm of light. All these work by gathering into focus currents and waves that, dispersed, cannot serve us. In every branch of learning and workmanship, The tendency of these days is to specialize, to take up one point and follow it to the uttermost. And Satan knows well the power of concentration. If a soul is likely to get under the sway of the inspiration, this one thing I do, he will turn all his energies to bring inside the interest that will shatter the gathering intensity. And they lie all around, those interests. Never has it been so easy to live in a half dozen good, harmless worlds at once. Art, music, social science, games, motoring, the following of some profession, and so on. And between them, we run the risk of drifting about the good, hiding the best even more effectually than it could be hidden by downright frivolity with its smothered heartache at its own emptiness. It is easy to find out whether our lives are focused, and if so, where the focus lies. Where do our thoughts settle when consciousness comes back in the morning? Where do they swing back when the pressure is off during the day? Does this test not give the clue? Then dare to have it out with God, and after all, that is the shortest way. Dare to lay bare your whole life and being before Him, and ask Him to show you whether or not all is focused on Christ and His glory. Dare to face the fact that, unfocused, good, and useful as it may seem, it will prove to have failed of its purpose. What does this focusing mean? Study the matter and you will see that it means two things. Gathering in all that can be gathered and letting the rest drop. The working of any lens, microscope, telescope, camera, will show you this. The lens of your own eye in the room where you are sitting, as clearly as any other. Look at the window bars, and the beyond is only a shadow. Look through at the distance, and it is the bars that turn into ghosts. You have to choose which you will fix your gaze upon and let the other go. Are we ready for a cleavage to be wrought through the whole range of our lives, like the division long ago with the taking of Jericho? The division between things that could be passed through the fire of consecration into the treasury of the Lord? And the things that, unable to buy the fire, must be destroyed? All aims, all ambitions, all desires, all pursuits, shall we dare to drop them if they cannot be gathered sharply and clearly into the focus of this one thing I do? Will it not make life narrow, this focusing? In a sense, it will, just as the mountain path grows narrower. For it matters more and more the higher we go, where we set our feet. But there is always, as it narrows, a wider and wider outlook, and purer, clearer air. Narrow as Christ's life was narrow, this is our aim. Narrow as regards self-seeking, broad is the love of God to all around us. Is there anything to fear in that? And in the narrowing and focusing, the channel will be prepared for God's power. Like the stream hymn between the rock beds that wells up in a spring, like the burning glass that gathers the rays into an intensity that will kindle fire, it is worthwhile to let God see what He can do with these lives of ours, when to live as Christ. How do we bring things to a focus in the world of optics? Not by looking at the things to be dropped, but by looking at the one point that is to be brought out. Turn full your soul's vision to Jesus, and look, and look at him, and a strange dimness will come over all that is apart from him. And the divine, a trait by which God's saints are made, even in this 20th century, will lay hold of you. For he is worthy to have all there is to be had in the heart that he has died to win. And that was the end of what she wrote. And then she quoted a short poem by Ter Stegen. Hath not each heart a passion and a dream? Each some companionship forever sweet? And each in saddest skies some silver gleam? And each some passing joy too fair and fleet? And each a staff and stay, though frail it prove? And each a face he fain would ever see? And what have I? An endless stream of love, a rapture, and a glory, and a calm. A life that is an everlasting psalm all oh beloved in thee wow i'm gonna tell you these two ladies were not playing around at all Uh, both were excellent writers as you've seen and this has been just the funnest episode to put together uh and just the history has been so interesting to me so we're gonna go ahead and play our outro music and all that but after that i'll go ahead and leave a full copy of the song for you guys to listen to Also, we're planning on putting this song on all major streaming platforms, so if you'd like to go and listen on those platforms, we'd really appreciate it. Thank you for listening this week. Have a blessed rest of your week. Thank you for listening to If Songs Could Preach. Visit soundandworship.com for more resources and research worship music playlist. Is there a song that you think could preach? Send an email to soundandworship at gmail.com with your idea. If you'd like to support us, you can do so at patreon.com slash soundandworship. Please share this podcast, and please leave us a review if you see fit. You can find us on social media under Sound and Worship, or on Facebook, YouTube, and Parlor. Sound and Worship. Let's discern music and
1: love. Oh, so